Street Politic and Podcast. If you take the bitch, your niggas need to understand the words. Street Politic Podcast. Taking the mess from your haters, so your haters. Hey, Clay. Hold on, Trey. I don't know who the fuck the nigga think he is. I went to school with him. His name, Mark. You already know I'm fucking with that street politic and podcast all day. Game has changed, and maybe you can understand why I chose the name to take her. The rest of y'all think you're killing the game, but to be honest, you're killing all your Get a day we call that nigga Jello. I ain't calling himself Trey. Trey Cray, some shit. Whatever it is, I know that nigga straight street politic and podcast. I'm getting so cold. I ain't went this hard since I was 18. Street politic and podcast. Word, yo, it's your man Trey Cray here to say Happy Motherfucking Friday! Yo, we made it, yo. It's the weekend. What's poppin'? Y'all see this fucking temperature? Yo, yesterday we had 81, right now it's like 72. Oh, I love it. I love it. It feels so goddamn good, man. Hey, first and foremost. Welcome to Street Politic and Podcast. As you know, it's your man Trey Cray. Here to bless you, man. We and I'm most definitely gonna treat keep trying to make sure this shit gets bigger and bigger, you feel me? I've been working, y'all. Hey, behind the scenes, I've been working. I've been putting in that goddamn work, you hear me? And there's so many big things coming up that I just need I just need applause. <laughs> Like, I'm so geek, bro. And the shit that I got coming, bro, I just want to just spill it out. I just want to tell y'all. But I got to make sure y'all actually paying attention, man, and actually tuning in with me twice a week, Wednesday and Friday. And if everything goes how I want it to go, shit, I might be on three times a week, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Who knows? But one thing I do know for sure, I need for everybody to like Share and subscribe to Street Politics Podcast, man. Help me get this shit out here, yo. Shout out to my one listener I got right now in Australia. How's it going, Mike? <laughs> yo, that's big, man. I definitely appreciate you. Whoever you are, 
Thank you. I most definitely don't know how you found me, but I am not complaining at all. Spread the word to all your mites out there, man. Let them know street politicking out here in the States is doing this thing. You hear me? I ain't playing no games, man. I'm definitely on a mission, people. I'm on a mission to spread nothing but positivity, man. Yes, I am going to talk about what goes on out here. But I'm trying to spread nothing but positivity, man, and really try to get people to open their eyes and realize, man, it's time to wake the fuck up. We got to stop complaining, man, and start putting in that work. You hear me? So, as y'all know, like I always do, I got to hit y'all with what's going on right now. So, we all know, NBA regular season is over. It's a, it's a wrap. Your team in? Congratulations. Your team in this play-in? You got a chance. As y'all know, on my Easter episode, I picked four teams in the play-in that I absolutely felt like were going to get in. All four of those teams won. Like, I should have my ass down in Potawatomi, man, at that sport book. Like, really putting my motherfucking dollars in on these picks, bro. Because tonight, we have the last of the Mohegans. You hear me? We got two more play-in games. Now, these two games are insanely important. These are both for the last spots in the Eastern and Western Conference playoffs. The teams that's playing tonight are playing for their playoff lives. I'm talking about literally. When do you win, lose, holla at your ass next year. That's just, it's as simple how it goes, you know. So I said the Bulls was gonna shock some shit, but now we got the Toronto Raptors fighting for that playoff life, hoping to actually win, and they gotta play the bum ass motherfucking Heat. Now, I don't know if you guys know me personally, but anybody who knows me personally knows I do not like the fucking heat. I don't know what it is. I really don't. But I am not a fan of the heat at all. So, it is easy as hell to know who I'm picking in that game. <laughs> if it ain't obvious, I don't know what the hell to tell you, but it's definitely obvious. I am not picking the bum ass, Saudi slow, always getting hyped, and I really don't understand the reason. Weak-ass Miami Heat. I just ain't gonna do it. Like, no. And we got OKC versus the Timberwolves. Listen. Rudy Gobert is back this game. Who knows? I, hey, I really got my, I got my whole pick on OKC. I don't, you know, OKC finna do their thing tonight, man. They in the playoffs. I'm telling you now. They not finna lose in Minnesota. That's not finna happen. I'm sorry. Whoever a Timberwolf fan, kiss my ass. Be mad. I don't care. They not finna win. I'm just letting you know that right now. So I hope you ain't on your page hyping up the Wolves or getting your shit together talking about playoffs because you motherfuckers definitely ain't going. Y'all gonna be sitting around watching that shit like how we is on TV. Y'all definitely ain't gonna be in no stadium in Minnesota watching a basketball game. Not professionally, anyway. Not called NBA playoffs anyway. I mean, y'all might go watch some schoolyard shit, but I mean, you ain't gonna be no professional NBA game. 
Just say. <clears throat> Excuse me. You know, I smoke a lot, so y'all hear me clear my throat a lot, man. Just bear with me. You motherfuckers smoke too, so don't judge. Anyway, moving on. The Dallas Mavericks. Ooh, these niggas bogus. Have been fined 750K for resting their players against the Bulls. Now, a common person would say to themselves, why the fuck would somebody get fined just for resting their players? Because tanking is illegal. You cannot sit there and purposely lose games just to make sure you get a high lottery pick. That shit is cheating. Our team trash, but it's a dude coming up in the draft that might change my franchise, so we just going to tank these games. We're going to loot. Come on, bro. I don't know who fucked all of that pussy-ass shit, man. You're supposed to fight to the end. And I like competition. I like high-end competition. I feel like that kind of bullshit is most definitely cheating the game. Resting players just so you can get a good draft pick. Your season over? Man, up your fucking GM skills. Get some better players over there. Force some of these superstars. Take some of their money, man. Force them to earn that shit. As far as, uh, 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 what the fuck do you call it? Incentives. You got to earn some shit, man. You can't just be throwing all these 200, $300 million contracts at these motherfuckers and expect them to ball out of do with the... Man, listen, bro. That money make a motherfucker get real comfortable. You did? Cash makes a motherfucker get comfortable. Why you think when a nigga grinding and they know they got the possibility to get money, you see that fight. You see that motherfucking grind at them. You see that hustle at them. They go hard. When they get that money, they get complacent as a motherfucker. They get real comfortable, feet up and shit. And don't get me wrong. Please, enjoy the fruits of your labor. You fuck around and come from nothing and make something out your motherfucking life. You got every right to sit up with your feet up, eat grapes, floating in a pool, try to avoid sunburn because your ass out there every day in that pool, having pool parties with the best and the motherfucking rest. Hey, man, luxury lifestyle. Ain't nothing wrong with that shit. Shit, trust and believe. Try to take off and hit the motherfucking avenues. You think you won't see me pushing no goddamn Ferrari? Shit, trust and believe it can happen. And if it does happen, it's going to happen. I'm going to make sure I take full advantage of that shit if I get into the lifestyles of the rich and famous. <laughs> I'm just saying, man. Facts. But yeah, the Mavericks, man, they bogus, yo. They should be far more, in my opinion. 750000 to Mark Cuban ain't shit. That nigga can, man, what? That nigga blows his nose with 750000 in two weeks. That shit don't mean nothing to him. As soon as they fire this ass, he probably pulled his checkbook right out. Like, oh, sign this out to who? Like, the fuck? That shit didn't hurt him at all. But that's definitely a low, punk-ass, pussy-ass way of playing basketball. Don't sit there and purposely sabotage your season just because you're looking towards the future. Like, that's just stupid. And I don't even think he made that call, to be honest. I don't know. Jason Kidd, we on your ass too, bro. You should know better than that, dog. And I'm so sorry I didn't start the show off with this, but happy fucking 414 day to all my people in Milwaukee, man. Happy 414 day. I see the Fazet Forum had a nice little scavenger hunt for people to come out there and enjoy themselves, man. You know, I don't know who won, man, but I heard, you know, they was giving out Circus tickets, Bucks merchandise, and tickets for the little baby concert. Like, damn. 
honestly wish I'd have knew about this earlier because I'd have took my ass down there and definitely uh, participated. I tried to sit there and win this Easter, man, against my cousins, man. My little cousins and them in the scavenger hunt, but the grown folks wouldn't let me partake, man. Hey, I was ready to kick the shit out them kids for them little golden eggs. But <laughs> also, right now, at Walker's Lounge, Social X is having a 414 day kickback. 25 and up from 6 to 10. Walker's Lounge, 626 South 5th Street. DJ Mr. Martin in the motherfucking building. What it do, bro? But that is today. Right now, 6 o'clock to 10 o'clock. Walker's Lounge, 626 South 5th Street. DJ Mr. Martin in the motherfucking building. What it do, bro? Do your big one tonight, bro. I would check it out. But I got plans. <laughs> so, are y'all ready, man? The Bucks definitely are going to play either the Toronto Raptors or the Chicago Bulls Sunday, 4.30. You already know, like I told you before, Street Politic and Podcast going to be down at Deer District. Yes, sir. You best believe it, man. So if y'all see me walk up to you, man, with my phone, trying to get a little input, little input, be nice, be kind. I'm not trying to do too much. I just want some content for my podcast. That's it, and that's all. Just ask you a couple questions, you know, and I'm out your fucking face. Just don't be rude. You know, don't get it twisted. Yeah, I know I'm trying to run a little business, but hey, you know, hey, take me out the street. You can't take me straight out. The, you, you know how the fuck to say it going. Y'all know what the fuck it is. <laughs> now, more NBA news because this shit was popping and this shit was definitely going hard on Twitter. The Chicago Bulls upset those Raptors like I said they would. But that's not the story of the game. DeMar DeRozan's daughter was the defensive fan of the game. Every single time the Raptors went up there to shoot a free throw, you just heard this scream come out of nowhere, right? And at first, you know, of course, the commentators, they, what the hell is that? You know, what's going on? Somebody in the radio screaming every time they shoot free throw. Come find out, it's DeMar DeRozan's daughter. She calls these boys in a play-in game to miss 50% of their free throws. They miss 18. Ridiculous. Every time they got ready to release that ball, you would hear this girl scream. She snapped. They came back from 19 points, y'all. I called it. Now, did I see all that happening? Absolutely not. I just, I told y'all before, you know, whatever. But. Zach Levine had 39 points, yo. Seven rebounds, three assists. 13 for 15, free throw line clutch. 12 for 22, shoot from the, from the field. Okay, he had a nice, decent game, man. He definitely went off, man. Him and DeMar DeRozan definitely shut those fucking Raptors up. I wish I had betted on that game, man, because the odds would have definitely got me paid the fuck out the right way you did. My goofy ass, you know, I don't like betting. I, I hate gambling. So, it just ain't my twist. It's not something I'm with, you know. But anyway, B 
Big ups to her, man. She most definitely did her big one. She was screaming at the top of her lungs right as they were releasing it. They missed 18 fucking free throws, man. Like, she did her job. So, I know, Damar, you better have bought that girl any goddamn thing she won't. I don't give a damn what it is. You better cash out. She did you a big one. Do her one back. It's only right. All right. All right, man. Like I said, this show, it's a little different. I'm going to have two segments in here, okay? So, this first one, I feel like this is something that us, especially in Milwaukee, we see, and it's getting real ridiculous, bro. It's getting real ridiculous. Now, I don't know too much about the age that our kids in, the teenagers, man, the young bucks. But this shysty, all day, every day, the shysty, the mass, going in and out of stoves and walking up and down blocks, cutting in and out of gangways and all that shit with this fucking shysty and had a nerd to ha actually have a pole on you. Hey, man, y'all better stop that shit, bro. It's, hey, it's motherfuckers out here who's not about to play about their health or their wealth, especially with somebody who they're going to assume is on dumb shit. You may not even be on dumb shit, but walking around in 72 degrees and 80 degree weather with a damn mask covering up half of your face and just your eyes out with no shirt on, with a goddamn gun, with a big-ass motherfucking uh, 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 clip hanging out of extension. Like, come on, bro. What kind of look are you trying to... Like, what are you trying to pull off, bro? This shit is so fucking common, bro. They even got the youngsters. I'm talking about the youngsters, youngsters. The ones who ain't even in the fucking streets. Wanting to walk around with the bait hoodie with no t-shirt. Draws all out. No belt pants. Extra big. Hanging off their ass. Everybody want to have a gun. Sticking it in and out their goddamn pocket. All this other shit. Bro. It's like it's a fashion statement. Do y'all understand, bro? When we was y'all age back then, bro. And we had to ask for a pistol. It was definitely some real shit going on. It was some real life or death shit going on. And we either had to sit there and feel protected or we was involved in something that actually required that just in case a nigga wanted to pull it. Like, y'all just do this shit just to be doing it. And who the fuck be buying y'all pistols? Who the fuck be really selling y'all pistols? That's the, shit that, yeah, that's the shit that be baffling me, bro. I be sitting there lost as hell when I see a motherfucker who can't be no, no more than 13, 14 walk past me with a Glock damn near bigger than mine. What the fuck is going on? Huh? What the fuck do you need that for, youngie? Do you know how to shoot it? Have you ever shot it? There's so much go into that. And I be wanting to blame, man. You really be wanting to blame parents. You want you want to blame the overseers. People that's on they block, you know what I mean, who known them since they was youngsters. Watch them grow up and see the shit that they got into and never tried to intervene or help or Stirred them out that way, man. When I was young, I remember being on 50 Concordia. And the OGs telling us, hey, man, go down there, man. We had to business. Hey, man, y'all move the fuck up out of here. Hey, y'all get y'all kids out the, out the street, man. Some dumb shit finna go down. Tell them motherfuckers, hey, man, you don't need to be out here doing this, huh? Take a couple dollars. What, what you out here for? You trying to get some shoes? Huh? Go get you some shoes, bro. Are they talking about you because your fit? Oh, hey, huh? Go get you a fit, bro. Try to do everything to keep you from even fucking experiencing that lifestyle. 
But now it's like the times change. Who the fuck is mon who, who really monitoring the streets, bro? Who trying to mentor these kids, bro, to keep them from doing the shit they doing? These niggas walking around looking like a fucking robbery all day. Like, they just ready to hit some shit. A robbery, a burglary, whatever. Whatever the fuck illegal that needs your face to be concealed and hidden, that's what the fuck they look like all day, every day around this bitch. And then when I asked the youngin', why the fuck do you wear, like, what kind of image you try to put on? My man said, for real, for real, out his mouth. I'm putting on a don't fuck with me person. I'm putting on a, uh, that kind of persona, like, but bro, why you need your pit? Why you got to have an extension clip? Who the fuck is you shooting that? You got to shoot that many times unless you're just not experienced. You know you finna waste a bullet so you can get into some shit or something. But damn. These little niggas got beef beef. They ain't got to. Look what the fuck they walking around with. It's baffling, bro. And I see the OGs just sit there and look and turn their goddamn face like, damn, that's what we doing? Back in the day, you niggas was quick to intervene and say some shit. I know these junkies a little bit more reckless. A little bit more disrespectful. A little bit more ignorant. And, you know, really don't sit there and respect authority the way they should. But damn, still give it a shot. Try. You may say something to one nigga. And he might be the actual anchor to go back and say it to the rest. But you got to try, bro. We all quick to sit there and complain and give our opinion about what ain't right and what should be and all this other good shit. And don't, don't get it twisted. That conversation is needed. Because it's going to take all of us to save our community. It's going to take all of us to really link up and really sit there and come up with ideas and really execute these ideas as what? Not nobody trying to take all the fucking credit. Not nobody trying to sit there and get their picture put in the newspaper. Not nobody who trying to sit there and have... These big entities come down here. These big companies come down here and holler at them individually like they really running some shit. But all of us as a, a whole, we could really make some noise happen if we wanted to. We choose not to, and we choose not to get involved because a lot of us are scared to make the first step. We may feel like all oh, this is actually necessary, but because nobody else has stepped up first to make the first move, we feel like, shit, I'm not going to be the first. Why not? Why not? Something needs to happen. These youngers walking around like they are not right, bro. Choppers and shit in the back seat for real. Choppers in the trunk. Saw dogs. Gauges. All in the trunk. Mossbergs. For nothing. These niggas ain't even in no beef. But they make beef. When you do that, when you ride around like that, when you represent yourself like that, you are coming off as a threat. And we, the people here in Milwaukee, I'm talking about us specifically, not anybody else. We're going to get to those kind of shows, trust me. That shit coming up soon when we're talking about other cities. And we're going to break it down what's going out there too. And we're going to compare, we're going to sit there and try to really come up with a resolution. Stay tuned, that's next week. I don't want to get too ahead of myself, but I'm just saying. We really need for everybody to try to come together as one and realize it's a problem out here. And the problem is happening. We all agree, but ain't nobody busting the right fucking moves to try to have no change. 
Ain't nobody really stepping up and saying, okay, bro, this is what we need to do. Hey, this is, this, like, we all agree. This shit is bad. It looks bad. It sends that little bit of cautiousness through our body unnecessarily. I should never have to walk into a grocery store past a nigga with a motherfucking shiesty on and my conscious mind, me just being a black man in America, me being a black man in Milwaukee, my conscious mind instantly lets me go and at least just touch the handle of my gun just so I know, okay, it's right here. I should have to do that in a grocery store? With a young boy who half my age? Come on, bro. Come on, bro. Old women should not have to sit there and clutch their purse and damn they be ready to cross the street into moving traffic because a group of youngers walking down the street with all shicey's old with pistols hanging out they drawers. Come the fuck on, bro. It's like a music video for these niggas. And like I said, everybody is sit there amongst us grown folks, 30 and up. We'll have this conversation. Yo, this shit, this shit look bad, bro. These motherfuckers really out here trying to intimidate and look like they trying to intimidate. But now nobody want to step up and bust a move. That got to change, bro. Or shit going to continue to get worse. We just going to be some talking shit in this ass motherfuckers. Playing this shit. Talking shit back and forth. Not busting no motherfucking great. And I'm not saying come at these youngers aggressive. Shit, low key. That's exactly what the fuck they wanted you to do so they could go ahead and activate on your ass. It's a nice, it's a better way to talk to people. You talk to people how you want to be talked to, right? I remember being a youngin' and the OG coming at me reckless and I ain't hear shit he say because now I'm on that. Fuck you talking about, nigga? Fuck you. You ain't my pops, nigga. Fuck is you saying? How ass, nigga? Already. Just because of how you came at me, OG, just the way that you came at me from the rip, I don't hear shit else. Nigga, I'm on point. What's up? We ain't got to come at these motherfucking kids, man, like they, you know what I'm saying? But they they, they really ain't built for the life that they walking around trying to pre pretend that they is. Niggas is wearing goods for fashion statements. Or some real life, don't be a bit of shit. Pulling out they fits and grabbing a little Glock or a little Ruger or the Dillinger like shit. Should I wear this one today, carry this one? And ain't nobody putting no stop to this shit. Ain't nobody putting no bug in these youngers' ears, man. That's a bad look, bro. It really don't look good at all. I'm telling you. Me? I don't fear for my life. I fear for what the fuck somebody gonna cause me to do to theirs. That's just my... That's me. You know? And I hope it don't never have to go come to that point, man. Because I have fought so hard to get myself to this level of maturity. I have fought extremely hard. I take shit when I never used to before. I know how to conversate when I never used to before. I know how to actually sympathize when I never used to before. I grew the fuck up. I had to realize I had to think about more than just me. I live in a world with other people. I cannot feel like I'm the most important person out here. But I am the most protected because I am the one person that I know for a fact will go hard for me. In any situation, no matter the circumstances. So, even though I feel like I may not be the most person, the most important person, I most definitely feel like the most protected because I'll go hard for me. Goddamn right, and mine, all of mine. 
I ain't got to break down shit. All of mine. You know math. My math is math of every motherfucking father. All of mine. Protected. Go to war. Go to hell. Shrug the shoulders. Shit. How about mine, man, or me? I ain't, I ain't playing no games with nobody. But like I said, this shit have to go there, bro. We need something, some kind of avenue. We need some kind of exit. We need some kind of alternate plan for these kids, bro. Because everybody want to be a gangster and a killer and a, and a dope dealer and all this bullshit. And they go to jail and they get their little records and they come out. They're like, yeah, bro, I was just like that, bro. Like, that shit's stupid, bro. It's like the, the cycle is really repeating itself. And when you somebody who lived through this shit and been out here and experienced this shit, and you see it happening again, you like, God damn, for real? I thought we was off that. Apparently not. Apparently not. That's fucked up, man, because it's like, damn. Who these kids actually got to go to, man, if they do want to break up out this shit? Who can they honestly talk to and be like, hey, I ain't gonna lie, man, I be fucking with so-and-so and them, but I, don't, I ain't really with the shit they be doing. I'm kind of scared for my life to really even be around these niggas. Can they come to you? And if they do, what you gonna say? How you gonna guide that team? What direction you really gonna point them in? Because uh, they need to follow somebody who got their hair straight. They need to follow somebody who actually got goals. And knows how to set up goals. And knows how to break away from this shit. Actually seeing more than this shit out here. They need somebody to give them a vision. Something they can actually make as a goal. A destination they want to sit there and try to reach. We need somebody like that, man. We need a couple of people like that. We need leaders. We need people in the community who claim they really care about the community to step up and do that shit, bro. Because this shit falling on deaf ears. And I'm not just talking about us talking to these teens. We got to talk to their fucking parents. We got to really sit there and push this shit to their parents. The motherfucking houses they come out of. The people who probably sit there and buy them the bullets and the guns. Like the same incident I had with my son with that, you know, with the little girl boy, the girl boy, whatever the fuck it was. That shit. You know what I'm saying? We got to really sit there and do something about this shit, bro. Because talking to amongst each other ain't doing shit. We just making motherfucking conversation. We ain't getting nowhere. We ain't pushing no real agendas. We pushing ideas back and forth in a motherfucking circle. And guess what happens? That shit stays in a circle. It bounces around. It never leaves. It never expands. We need to do more than that. Here at Street Politics Podcast, man, like I told y'all, I'm pushing this, this positivity. I don't give a damn. Who don't like it? You could be the most negative motherfucker in the world. Please find you another podcast to listen to. But when it comes to the protection and the growth of my children, your children, our future, our legacy here in this city, in Chicago, in Philadelphia, in Ghana, in Australia, every motherfucker where, hey, we all should be on 10 about that shit. We all should sit there and stand on that shit and actually make sure that our shit is represented the right way. And if we have an opportunity, why not go ahead and take full advantage of it, man? Because we are in a time right now, man, where these kids actually need some kind of fucking guidance. They need something to look up to. They need somebody who's going to show them a different way, bro. Is that you? I'm willing to. I promise you I am. Give me the place and time of something I could do to impact somebody younger than me's life and pump some kind of positivity in their life. I'm there, bro. No bullshit. I'm there. No problem. 
That's what this shit should be all about, man. I'm 38 years old. I'll be 39 in December. I didn't have my fun. I didn't did my shit. Now I look back on what the fuck I didn't did, and I see the path that I, I laid for myself, and I don't see a lot of the kids doing it. I wasn't out here trying to do all that extra shit. I did what I had to, but it was not my fucking goal to wake up and be a thug. Like, that shit just wasn't it. When an OG told me to pull my pants up, I actually did it. When somebody told me to put a belt on my waist because it looks so tacky for me to walk around with my whole ass hanging out just with some drawers covering it, I did that. Because you right. You tell these kids a thousand times, pull your... Man, these niggas that have shit stains in their fucking drawers and they still sit there and let the motherfucking pants hang below the cheeks. Yo, hey, you a nasty thug at that. Nigga, get your shit together. Fuck you be. You, damn, you can't even be a clean gangster. You a dirty thug. Like, what the fuck wrong with you? No. Yo, bro, we need to start talking to these motherfucking kids, bro. Because like I said, this shit is starting to get wild, bro. It's really starting to get out of hand. And every kid think that's what the fuck they supposed to do. My little baby cousin, I'm not even going to mention his name. But y'all motherfuckers who family know exactly what I'm talking about. Looks like this every time I see him. Shirt off. Gun, a toy gun in his motherfucking pocket. Like he gay, baby. Like he really about that life. We got to stop this, man. We got to stop this. Us. Us adults. Us grown folks. We got to push back on that shit. We do. Because we don't want to be the fucking root of giving these kids the okay or they mind thinking that we are okay with them doing the shit they doing. Hell no. Sit your motherfucking ass down so I love talking to them kids like that. Because they don't hear that shit nowadays. They don't, they don't have no OGs getting on their ass. Get Sit your motherfucking musty, nappy head ass down. Boy, I'll tell these motherfucking kids up. I wish the fuck they would. I'll be they G. Fuck you, me. Little niggas ain't got their knees together good enough to come fuck with me. What? What? Tell they ass up. No problem. No problem. Uh, yeah, that too. So, you know, until I actually do the whole live stream with YouTube, I can smoke as much as I want to at this podcast. Hey, I was tripping the first couple episodes. Like, I'm not going to smoke because I want everybody to know I'm a smoker. Look, weed almost legal every motherfucker with. If you don't smoke weed, maybe you should. That's all the fuck I got to say about that, but I'm going to blow. So, I do have a city report, though. Okay? Because this is an issue. All right. These motherfucking potholes are atrocious, bro. And the city of Milwaukee need their ass whooped. But I got a resource to help all y'all. If you see a pothole, make sure you document exactly where it's at. If it's an address that's right there in front of that pothole, take that whole address down, right? Take a picture of it. Call 414-286-2489, right? Make sure you document whoever you talk to. From the moment that you let them know about that pothole, if any damage happens to your vehicle after the date that you actually submit this shit over to these people, they are responsible for the damages, bro. Did y'all hear me? Because they planning everybody face about these fucking potholes and keep putting the motherfucking... Uh, McFlurry 
topping this shit inside the little jaws. Like, that shit gonna work. As soon as that shit rain, that shit just comes the fuck out. The hole still is. Kicking it. Sharper than ever fucking curves and edges now. Busting tires left and right. Fucking up people's axles and all that shit. 414-286-2489, man. Get on they ass, bro. Take the picture. Report where that damn address, you know what I mean, exactly where that pothole at. Take the picture, document you, whoever you talk to, and from that moment on, let something happen to your motherfucking car to the tires. Report that shit, man. They responsible, bro. They got you. Now, I just want to let y'all know what's coming up, man. So, starting next week, I have a special episode. Special episode. Because episode fear, man, look. We're not only going to get what's going on here in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. We're going to get a breakdown of what's going on in Chicago. And we're also going to get a breakdown of what's going on in Philadelphia. Now, the thing that makes this episode so special, I'm not doing the breakdown besides of the city that I'm in. And that's Milwaukee. I'm going to have my cousin G do the breakdown for Chicago. And my big brother Rez back out of Philly do the breakdown for Philly. Feel me? I'm collabing. I'm trying to make sure more people's voices get heard, bro. I want Street Politics and Podcast to be a platform for the streets, bro. The streets got something to say. Hey, I ain't always get it. It ain't always got to come through me. Shit, y'all got voices too. Uh uh-uh. uh. And these brothers definitely got voices. My cousin down there doing his thing in the shop. My big brother been doing his thing. OG status. You feel me? So, when they get over here next week, they definitely going to kick their knowledge to y'all, man. They definitely going to tell y'all what's going on and how they feel like things need to improve. Man, episode Finn is going to be my most epic episode. I'm telling you now. But, before we move on to episode Finn, we still right here. Episode Quattro, baby. And I really, really, really appreciate everybody subscribing, sharing, pushing out the podcast, bro. Y'all are really doing y'all big one. And honestly, it is never, ever, ever underappreciated. I thank each and every one of y'all for the bottom of my heart, bro. This is something I honestly want to do forever, if possible. And I feel like I'm at my most comfortable doing this right here. Blowing this hell and sipping my sip, man. You know what I mean? Ugh. This shit, like, I'm chilling, bro. I ain't worried about being outside. As long as y'all got me banging, as long as y'all got me sitting there coming out y'all speaker or in your headphones or off your computer or off your Roku TV or out your... Man, bro, I'm outside, bro. I'm outside with y'all, bro. And I appreciate it, man. Hey, but we do have a little special... This special little thing I had, you know, I I put it on Facebook. I said I wasn't going to say nothing. But, again, these first three episodes, y'all heard nobody but me. And I've made a lot of good points. I definitely feel I have. But, other people got voices, too. And, again, like I told you guys, a lot of changes is coming up here, man, to Street Politics and Podcast. And other people have opinions. Other people have words of wisdom. I mean, 
I feel like I am the sharpest knife out the, out, out the shed, but I'm just, you know, hey, it's other knives in here too, just a shot. And the thing I love about it, they don't have no penis. A woman's voice is so powerful. A woman's spirit, just blessing this might, is so granted. It is so appreciated. And I tell y'all right now, we're going to have live call-in sessions where as I'm actually doing the podcast, I'm going to give y'all the opportunity to say what y'all have to say to me and really get your shit off and, and be here with me and be on air with me, man. This shit is dope, I'm telling you. A lot of people are tuning in. A lot of people are interested in the topics that we touch. So for you to get your opinion off, you know, you never know how that's going to go for you. They might start asking me, who was the person you had on here last Friday? Hey, what is their Instagram, their Facebook? I want to, you know, you never know. A lot of stuff could come from this, man. I'm seeing, I'm being witness right now to the opportunities just doing this right here could do. Like, amazing. Amazing. A lot of sponsorships are coming soon. <laughs> I don't want to say too much. A lot of sponsorships are coming soon. You know, uh, a lot of partnerships are coming soon. Hey, man. Remember. Remember. I started this April 5th. Keep that in your head, yo. I wasn't doing no podcast before April 5th, man. And through the blessings of our life. Here I am right now. Nine days in. Man, bro. <laughs> I can't, bro, I can't even, like, yo, I've been putting in work, bro, nonstop, and I'm not going to stop no time soon, and I love the fact that y'all rocking with me the way y'all is, man, because y'all making sure that I don't stop no time soon, and trust me, I love and appreciate each and every one of y'all for that, man, thank you. Gotta shout out my little cuz, who you heard at the beginning of the podcast. Free my motherfucking cousin, man, until that shit backwards. I love you, my nigga. You out, you almost out that joint, bro. Don't even trip. Hey, I want to introduce my other cousin. He do his motherfucking thing on this rap shit, man. He most definitely is one of the most talented young dudes I know in the city. And from where I remember... I don't think the man right. He on this Wayne shit. He don't write shit. He just sit there, go and do his thing, and he come out golden every damn time. It's like consistently. Man, SOT, they know.
Till you keep it round, cause these niggas get to take time. Keep 40 cow, but I'm not gaining. I made plays every day, I ain't really baby. I thought back and get to going, let me shame. Steady make a flip, like I work for Mickey D. Just got a spirit, where you at? We can meet. 20 for the white, 25 for the pink. Oh, I keep some guys like I never own eat. Tryna level up and see some shit I ain't seen. Like how much I can stuff in some up, Mary Jane. Leave a nigga slum like he thought out the lane. Call me Nino Don, that how we get the sniper. Get them fried for that chicken, I ain't talking Tyson. Not some car crackers, but I be the one swiper. Hit Tina with a Tina like a muscle Ike shit. Out of time, get hard, gotta keep grinding. Acting like he having it, now he can't find it. Shorty going crazy, trying to me like some chatter. Had to go and find the sack like they tried to hide it. Bust it down with my round, I divide it. Keep it loaded around, I advise you not to try. I just hit them on the job, then he got fired. Yeah, nigga. Boy like you, started slow motion, then the shit got to move It was time to tap in, now I'm getting to it It ain't what you do, dog, it's really how you do it I was crawling, got the jog, and now I run through Can't be fucking around, dog, I just keep it moving Nigga, you want up when really niggas lose Try to act crazy, but these niggas ain't stupid So, we had a dual-ass conversation motherfucking Wednesday, yo. I put out episode, Trey, what is love? And you guys' response have been remarkable. Like, so many people have so many things to say about that episode. You guys are absolutely right. To date, that is my most popping episode, and I do... Have to give all the credit to you guys for tuning in, listening, and giving me this feedback. And through the feedback, I realized something that I kind of cut that episode short, man. Because love is such a deep, deep, deep conversation. Especially when we're talking about the levels of love that I was addressing Wednesday. So, with that being said, I felt it's only right that I continue the conversation. But, switch it up a little bit, you know? Definitely switch it up and do what I'm going to say is the first here at Street Politic and Podcast. And have a special guest also chime in and give their perspective on this same subject. And I'm talking about a woman's voice. You feel me? As a man, I only know so much when it comes to the actual pain that women experience and have to live with and have to learn how to defeat to get back to normal. I don't know the ins and outs. I just know what I have witnessed and I know what I have heard. And with that being said, it's only right that I bring in a woman to give you guys her side of the story, her perspective, her experiences. And hopefully, through the words of a woman, she can reach out and reach other women who are probably going through the same thing right now. We definitely need healing. So, without further ado, I give you guys the beautiful, the most definitely sexy, Lola Williams. Okay, beautiful. Thank you for joining me tonight in Street Politics and Podcast. How you doing? 
I'm doing good. How are you? I'm fine. Thank you for asking. So, I know that you heard the last episode, What is Love? And you actually had a great take on it. But I've had a lot of people say they want to hear what a woman's point of view is on the topic of toxic relationships. And not just toxic relationships, but how to actually overcome the pain, the emotional strain from a toxic relationship. So, Bobby, ask you a couple questions. Go ahead. All right. So, have you ever been involved in a toxic relationship that lingered in your life? Most definitely. See, that's that's sad. All right, well, do you mind sharing what the people your experiences were and how you actually came by overcoming it? Well, I most definitely can say I've been through a roller coaster of toxic relationships. They definitely play a big toll on you, definitely takes a lot of energy, it drains you, it mentally throws you off as a woman, as an individual. If you have kids, as a mother, sometimes you lose yourself and you get to settle in. So my experiences, uh, where do I start? Example, I was in a relationship and was definitely digging the dude, definitely, you know, thought it was going somewhere. And it got to the point where I was putting more energy into this relationship that I realized. And it got to a point where there was a lot of emotional and verbal abuse. Then the verbal turns into physical. And ladies, let me tell you something. When you hear certain things about you over and over and over again, it sits in your head. And you get the feeling like, okay, this could be true. And my point that I play in this particular relationship, it mentally threw me off to where I felt less of myself. I felt like I was never going to be worth anything. So I settled and I stayed. And eventually it got physical. And at that point, in that moment, I had to ask myself, what are you doing? You deserve better. You can do better. So wake up. You know what you want. So why not go out there and get it? Once you learn your worth as a woman, you won't deal with such bullshit. That's that's what's up, man. I, I'm glad that you overcame that. I really am. And it's a shame that a lot of sisters have to go through things like this, man. Especially dealing with somebody who they put their time and their trust into. And that, you know, that just speaks values, man. I hope somebody out there really heard what she said, man, because it lets you know that you're not alone. What you're going through is not uniquely just for you, but it seems to be a pattern. And this pattern seems to come with the type of situation that you are dealing with currently. So, Lola, I have one more question for you, and I'm going to let you go ahead and get out of here. If you have any words of encouragement for any women right now that are listening to Street Politics and Podcast that feel unappreciated and they're lost in their feelings and they don't know what to do, they don't know what corner to turn to, and they feel like they're doing this all completely by themselves, what would you say to them and how would you help them just see the light of it? Well, first and foremost, ladies, you have to realize that we have the power we have everything. We run everything. And with that being said, 
There's someone out there for everybody. All you have to do is take your time. Take your time with yourself. Give yourself some time to heal, to really dig in yourself, dig in your soul, and really find out what it is that you want in a relationship and what you're willing to deal with and what you're willing not to deal with. And also know that you are worthy. You are somebody and there's somebody out there that's going to look at you and value you and love you and respect you with no hesitation. But ladies, we have to know what we want. We can't go in and expect somebody to give they all that we not even 100% on what we want. You have to be 100% willing to open up and to let somebody in and don't be afraid to let go of what you've been through because I have done it and I know you can do it too. It's going to take time. It's going to hurt. You're going to go through a process when you got to let this person go and you don't want to because you don't want to start over. Fuck that. Start the fuck over because there's somebody else out there that's willing to love you flaws and all and willing to help you help you grow, help you see that you're more than what you think you are. So ladies, again, love yourself and know your worth and know that you are somebody. And again, y'all have a good night. Well, I personally have to thank you for that beautiful insight. I really hope your words, I hope your message reached out and somebody in need really had an opportunity to hear what you said and also get a better opportunity to apply it to their life and it works for them and it actually gets about the situation they're in because nobody deserves to be mistreated and treated like they're worthless and shitted on and laughed at and embarrassed all by a person who they loved or a person that they allowed their time to get mistreated like that is totally unfair man it's affecting a lot of people out here and it's really turning disgusting because it's starting to be the door for damn near everybody. It's like nobody is safe from getting mistreated like this. So we all got to do better. Lola, I definitely appreciate your time. I appreciate your insight. And you are always welcome here at Street Politics and Podcast to give your insight anytime you are available. You hear me, beautiful? Yes. All Thank right. You not a problem. Not a problem. All right, people. That's exactly what I want. That's exactly what I need, man. You see that? Like, she just dropped some jewels, yo. Like, she just really just gave y'all what a lot of y'all be posting and talking about right then and there. Like, and she overcame it. So, the point I was trying to make by even allowing her to speak up here is there's always a way out. There's always another way. There's always a different option. Stop thinking that you're stuck in something that's just going to deteriorate you slowly. No. You can choose to do better. And that option is available for anybody going through anything they don't want to go through. Stop believing it's over. Start believing in yourself. Put Allah first. And I guarantee, man, you let him guide you, everything is going to work itself out. Stop letting social media guide you. Stop letting social media be your answer to everything. Talk to Allah. Talk to God. Talk to yourself. Find the answers within. 
Hey, y'all got me up here doing my big one, man. I almost hit a damn hour. Woo! Street Politic and Podcast growing up in front of y'all goddamn eyes, man. Let's do it. But that is my time, people. As always, it's your man, Trey Cray. Signing off. I'll holler at y'all next week. Everybody, enjoy your weekend. Remember, playoffs tomorrow. Bucks, let's go. Fear the deer. Bucks is six. I'm out. And I'll holler at y'all next week. Love.